This is an SBS radio podcast. Settlement Guide. Information, issues and stories about living in Australia. Every year, thousands of refugees and asylum seekers arrive in Australia. They're often fleeing war, persecution and torture. Making sure they can access health care, including mental health services, is an important part of their settlement. But the Australian health care system can bring new challenges for them. Audrey Bouget and Ildiko Dauda find out more. Providing early support for refugees and asylum seekers makes integration much smoother. Australia's Humanitarian Settlement Services Program, HSS, provides practical support to humanitarian entrants for up to a year after they arrive. Service providers like Settlement Services International, SSI, in New South Wales, deliver the program on behalf of the Australian Government. Yamama Aga is the HSS Service Delivery Manager at SSI. She says several health services are available to refugees. When they arrive, we refer them to refugee health services for a comprehensive health assessment. After the health assessment, they are referred uh, for pathology and they are linked uh, to a general practitioner. And if they need, they also um, link to um, torture and trauma services, to um, children clinics if they have children, and also to the dental hospital uh, for any dental uh, issues. If they need to be referred to specialists, they also link to specialists. When it comes to mental health, many asylum seekers are affected by the trauma they faced in their country. But Samantha Ratnam, the client services manager at Footscray's Asylum Seeker Resource Centre, says that what they have to deal with in Australia is also stressful. From our work, what we know is that there are experiences that our clients uh, have before they arrive in Australia that can really impact their mental health and, and cause poor mental health. And then we know that the experiences, once they arrive in a place like Australia and are seeking asylum and while they wait for the outcome of their refugee application to be processed, we know that that experience as well can have really negative consequences for their mental health. So we work in some ways with the cumulative impact of both the pre-arrival experiences and the post-arrival experiences. Samantha Ratnam also insists that not all asylum seekers have access to mental health services and that even when they do, only a handful of people are qualified to help them. Even if you're able to access a mainstream service, the circumstance and experience of our clients is quite unique in particular and those services need to be equipped to be able to work, for example, in a culturally sensitive way to understand the experiences of our clients. Otherwise, those clients don't feel comfortable. Then the language barrier adds another level of difficulty. Talking about sensitive health issues in a language that's not your mother tongue is not ideal. This is why there are interpreters available, but Yamama Aga says it's not always easy to get them to specialist appointments. This issue we face mainly with a specialist, where a specialist, they refuse to use interpreters. Many of the specialists, they refuse to use interpreters. So it becomes a real challenge for uh, refugees having to either take someone from their families, which they may not be able to understand full English, or they have to cancel their appointments because the specialist simply did not book an interpreter. 
some medical professionals rely on the patient's family members to interpret, and that can be problematic. The translation might not be reliable, and sometimes children are being exposed to heavy issues. Olivia Nguy is the client service manager at the Liverpool Migrant Resource Centre in Sydney's western suburbs. She says they noticed high levels of mental health concerns among their clients. We've noticed a lot of incontinence among children from Syrian families and we think that might be linked in with the impact of trauma as well. And um, we think also maybe because it's, it's a much more recent conflict and, and there's that adjustment process from having lived a fairly stable, calm, peaceful, normal life and, and then having to deal with very traumatic and high conflict situations uh, and being exposed to that um, is, is having a major impact on mental health. Despite mental health issues being common, Olivia and Guy says there's still a stigma around them. It can be viewed as someone being crazy and um, it can be a real barrier for people to seek support for mental health issues. A lot of people have reported that they've been socially isolated or ostracised from the community because of poor mental health. This is why organisations like the Liverpool Migrant Resource Centre run information sessions around the adjustment process and mental health in general. They try to demystify mental health concerns and reassure people that it's quite common. However, mental health services need to go hand in hand with other types of support because, as Samantha Ratnam says, it's hard to think about your headspace if you're worried about your next meal. When you also think about what they're fighting for on a daily level, so a lot of our clients don't have access to income, to work rights, um, so they're fighting for to keep a roof over their heads and keeping some food on the table. So if you've got mental health concerns as well and you think about your basic needs also being really uncertain, you know, often you are so focused on the material needs, you are, don't have the space to work on the mental health side of things, but it's impacting you. So it really accumulates so um, a lot of our clients face a really tough time because of that. Something to think about as Refugee Week is held in Australia from the 18th to the 24th of June. Australians are encouraged to celebrate the courage of refugees and acknowledge the skills and energy refugees bring to the country. For more information, visit dss.org.au or refugeeweek.org.au. Feature prepared by Audrey Bouget and Ildiko Dauda and read by Margarita Vasileva. This was an SBS radio podcast. For more Settlement Guide stories, visit sbs.com.au slash radio.